Hey, Tony, I like video games. Well, hello there, Jake, I like video games too. And this is a brand new episode of Hey, I Like That Game. Highway to the podcast. I'm gonna take a ride into Hey, I Like the Game. Mm, man, I'm Oh, that got me so amped. I'm so excited yeah, to talk you... about video games right now. <laughs> Did you feel like riding on a motorcycle down a jetway? <laughs> that is actually, you know what? That is one thing that is lacking from our episode game, Jake. Um, hey, I There's don't like no... that game. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> Two big old thumbs downs. <laughs> <laughs> that one scene was not recreated in this way. Henceforth, not a good game. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well. This is probably like this like quickest turnaround we've had between episodes in a while. <laughs> uh, yes, very much so. I think the fastest the fastest was like two Halloweens ago, where we put like two episodes out within like a week of one another. I feel like, mm-hmm. but yeah, we got yeah. We got to strike when the spooky is hot in October. But uh, yeah, I, so because of it being like a shorter timeline, I don't have too much about other games I want to talk about. How about mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got a couple of things I could get into, uh, kind of on the surface level. Um, so the first is more of just like a shout-out. Like, uh, Into the Breach is on mobile now. Uh, you can get it on your mobile phone through Netflix. It is, like, free if you have a active Netflix subscription. It's um, This game fucking rules. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like um, this is, like, truly a must-play video game, in my opinion, and it's free on mobile if you have a Netflix, uh, subscription, which is, like, it's, it's, that's kind of weird, and, like, to find that's the so game, weird. to find the Netflix games on, on mobile, you have to search Netflix, because all of the entries start with Netflix, so if you search into the breach, you don't find it like right away. But if you type in Netflix games, you'll get a whole list of all the. Yeah, it's very strange. It's very strange how they did it. But um, the mobile market is also very weird. Like how to make that stuff work in your favor is tough. But anyways, I saw it, that. I saw that on my Netflix app, but I did like a double take, and then like I tried to find it again, and I couldn't find it because apparently I didn't. I didn't search for it right. But um, that's cool. I want to definitely play that. Before yeah. um, Netflix increases their prices and my parents <laughs> kick me off the account. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, Into the Breach, super dope game made by uh, Subset Games, who they're the makers of FTL, past episode of huge, Hey, I Like That Game. Huge like that game. Huge like yeah, that game. Huge, yeah, so uh, Into the Breach, I think, is like a, um, a more approachable game mm-hmm. in in like a similar similar genre you know it's a turn-based strategy mech game into the breach and ftl isn't quite that but like you can see the elements you can see the connective tissue there but anyways awesome video game go play it um the next game i want to talk about i don't remember if you've played this one or not but um legend of zelda a link between worlds yeah i have played every zelda game tony I have okay, played Link Between I, Worlds. <laughs> okay, I wasn't sure. This is like one that I've missed for a long time, and being like a very big Zelda fan. Um, yes, I have like, uh, a Link Between Worlds the uh, 3DS. <laughs> oh, okay. So <laughs> I had a Majora's Mask 3DS. I left it behind on a plane. Delta never replied to my emails and help submissions. Somebody has a 3DS that's 
bitching and has a lot of sweet games downloaded on it. I hope they appreciate it because I'm still bitter about it. <laughs> okay, so you have the receipts. All right, all right. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, I, I started Link Between Worlds. I haven't put a ton of time in it. Um, I'm just now like getting to like kind of the open, open-y more part. Like when you get to the mm-hmm. dark world and you can kind yeah. of start doing things in like any order. Um, so A Link Between Worlds is like – uh, it feels like it's a revitalization of Link to the Past. They're very much like uh, similar games. Even the maps are very similar. So mm-hmm. like I've always bounced off Link to the Past. I've beaten that game. I've tried to revisit it like several times over the past you know, 10, 15 years. And I just – I always bounce off. It's always like um, I just lose interest or I get like frustrated with one particular thing and I just kind of uh, – leave it behind but uh this fresher take where you get like you get a bunch of items very early in the game and it just makes you feel very powerful and lets you kind of deal with puzzles in a lot of different ways uh Mm -hmm. and like it allows you to explore the map a little bit more uh how you want to uh which i never like until Breath of the Wild, I didn't know I wanted that out of a Zelda game. And now that I've kind of got it, it's like, oh, yeah, every Zelda game has to be like this now, I feel like, to a certain extent. But, um, yeah. But anyway. I like, I like how it, like, makes the consequence for death more severe, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. And, like, it does a lot of interesting, like, in, especially early on, like, environmental storytelling, like, um, was it Ravio? The, uh, um... The shopkeep in that mm-hmm. game, um, his like sign for his shop will show up kind of in different spots in the map. When like, at least for me, I wasn't expecting it. It was like I come around a corner, I'm like, oh wait, there's a new sign there that looks very out of place, and I know it wasn't there, you know, moments ago. And it's like it does interesting things like that to like kind of show you like progression of things in the world and to kind of guide you back to certain locations without like saying here like go here you know like it, it does a lot of really good um like i said environmental like maybe not storytelling but like environmental like gameplay guiding you know mm-hmm. um, yeah and uh the music is probably the best part about the game too like this soundtrack is so fucking good it's like really like like pithy is the word i want to like use to describe <laughs> it but it's like there's like a lot of strings but it's not like overly elongated pieces of music it feels like you know like it, it i don't know it doesn't feel like as like serious it's like a little bit more like lighthearted and jazzy it's a little jaunty yeah 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 i really like it i really really like it. and the look of the game is like is really nice too there's like a lot of soft edges to it it, it definitely uh feels like inspired by older zelda games but has a a pretty unique look uh, of its own without being mm-hmm. like a major It's almost departure. like the original Link to the Past kind of meshed with like a Wind Waker aesthetic. Yeah, but it's like but it's more realistic than Wind Waker. You know, like right, Wind, Wa- right. Wind Waker is like super cartoony looking and this is more like if you've seen the old um like adverts for original uh Zelda and like the hand-drawn Link where he's like kind of a chubbier little kid kind of like th- mm-hmm. this is like what know, it looks like I know to me. exactly what you're saying yeah. yeah 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 like um it's cool i like i said um i'm still like fairly early on because uh you know the game really opens up at a certain point and then like i said you can kind of go do dungeons how you would like and i kind of got hung up on that at first like 
I tried to get into one place and I just couldn't figure it out. And then I just kind of wandered around a bit and found like, oh, I can go here. I can do this. So um, I put it down for a little bit because uh, I've had some other stuff come up. But I- I'm very I'm very curious to uh, finish that game. It- it's it's mm-hmm. neat so far. Definitely neat so far. Yeah, yeah. I want to hear your your evolving opinions on that. I'm I'm like I'm right there with you on uh, the original Link to the Past. Like I beat that one just for the sake of completionism. I, I get why it's such a loved classic, but like the the SNES wasn't my console. The N64 was mine. That's why I love Ocarina yeah. of Time so much. Yeah, Link to the Past is like I I get it, but it's not for me. But a Link Between Worlds, like really, yeah, I vibe yeah. with that one. It's funny. A uh, friend of the show, Nate. Uh, and I were talking about this and like there's there's like a clear division in like folks that link to the past was their Zelda versus Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. being your Zelda and like it's very um very different needs and kind of motivations uh are fed from those games. Well, maybe not very different, but like uh it's definitely one of those things where you can be on either side of that line, you know. Yeah. And it ch- kind of changes your perspective on stuff. But anyways, uh yeah, Link Between Worlds, pretty cool so far. Uh, the other two is, like, I, I've been playing a lot of Valorant. I've been playing uh, some Melee as of late. Like, the past two nights, I, like, set up Slippy. And I was like, sure, I'll give this a shot. You know, there's a couple people at work talking about Melee. So it's like, okay, I'll, like, try to get back into this. And uh, that game's pretty great. That game's still – I'm really bad at it, but, man, is it fun. <laughs> Real bad at it. So bad. Oh, my God. But yeah. <laughs> it, the, the Rust – Man, like, talk about trying to, like, ride a bicycle, like, get back on it. Like, <laughs> it's like, but instead, like, the bicycle is, like, a jet bike. And you, mm-hmm. like, you, you are just, like, walking for the past, like, 12 years. And then, like, here, here's a rocket ship. <laughs> Go figure yeah. it out. Um, I, I, haven't, I haven't touched that game in so long. I feel like just, like, my brain is so, like, ultimate right now that if I tried to play Melee, I would just flop around like a fish. I would be so bad at it. It's it's the the execution that it demands is a lot more and like that makes it fun and like the other the other thing that I'm like remembering that I love about melee is that there's a lot more hits done so you can mm-hmm. like actually do combos and stuff like you don't have to be frame perfect to do something cool like I feel like that could be a problem in in ultimate at times where uh, it has a little bit better hits done, better than a lot of the other Smash Brothers games uh, that came, you know, between Melee and Smash uh, Smash Ultimate. But uh, it, the combos are never as hype, I feel like, in Ultimate as they are in Melee, and it's I, it comes down to that in, in a lot of cases. Um, and like the the skill ceiling of the game is just like oh, it's so nice, you know. It like I know I'll never be. Um, a god of like crazy execution and doing cool things, but like when you do something cool that is like hard to do, um, and you kind of do it in the moment organically as a part of your strategy. Oh my god, it feels so good! It feels so good. God, melee is still so awesome. Holds Anyways, up. melee might be Holds a up. good video game. <laughs> my, hey, I don't know if you knew this about me, but uh, melee is a hey, I like that game. Um, Never would have guessed. <laughs> you did. <laughs> No? <laughs> <laughs> Holds it better than Rogue Squadron 2, the launch oh. title I would give. <laughs> Biggest mistake of facts. my life. <laughs> facts, facts, definitely facts. Uh, Jake, so you said you haven't been really playing much. What, what have you been dabbling in? Not too much. Well, uh, speaking of me being shit at video games, just like just to like touch on it, like I'm just I 
I'm so frustrated with Total War Warhammer. I'm just so shit. I've never not known why I'm so bad of a ga- at a game more than I am at Total War. Like I've like I've watched shit. Like I've like I like I know what I'm supposed to be doing. That I feel like I do it and I just get like fucking trounced. I can't stand it. I'm taking a break from Warhammer. I'm not going to talk about it for like another three, three years, everybody. So it's all right. Thank um, God. <laughs> But other than that, uh, I, I haven't like gotten too deep into games. I have been continuing uh, my run of Ghost of Tsushima. I'm like midway through Act Two now, um, taking my time with it. You know, trying to do like, the side missions and uh, see a lot of the the world. It's a good open world game, but I think just like my enjoyment ceiling for like open world games like that is just it's not super high. Like I like it. It's a great way to like kill time, but I just I don't know. I don't love the game. I like it. I think it's very good. It's a hell of a lot better than like a lot of like the Ubisoft open world things and um I I, I enjoy it. Um so yeah, I'm going to I'm going to keep taking away at it. I am I am going to beat that game, rest assured. Um yeah. I did like have a specific like funny moment, uh almost like, kind of like a gripe with it. This will be uh minor spoilers for act 1 of Ghost of Tsushima. So, uh the first act is about like rescuing your uncle from the Mongols, and you get you get him out of of jail like at the end of the first act, which is actually a lot faster than I thought it would be. Um, so like I've been playing like the super like ghost like stab in the back, use all your tools, no honor, any means necessary kind of victory. And I'm not sure if this like alters the story or dialogue in any way, but like when I meet up with my uncle, he's like, "Yo, you've been kind of sketchy. Like I heard about your exploits, and I like." thanks for getting me out but like i'm not proud of you for doing that and he's like grilling you and you're riding on the horse and during that sequence we're going through a graveyard and i noticed like a pile of like crafting material on somebody's grave so i go over and grab it like while my uncle is roasting me and i'm like i feel like that would have been like such a good moment if the uncle was just like did you just loot a grave while i was talking to you while i'm talking to you about honor you piece of shit <laughs> So I think that I like, of course, like that would be a lot to take into account for the devs. I don't like, truly expect them to do it, but um, th- that's just like another thing about that game that like I wish was a little bit like deeper. The sort of that like morality they try to like look at it. Um, I think it's kind of kind of simplistic, but it's uh, I, I like eh, it. I don't know. I'm not gonna bitch about it because it's like a, it's generally a good game. It's still like a hey, I like that game. Like the combat's cool, the movement's cool. You get a grappling hook, any game can be made better with a grappling hook. Um, so true, yeah, I'm gonna true. keep progressing through that. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat it at some point. I I really want that game to come to PC because I want to play that. I really want to mm-hmm. play that game. And like the multiplayer seems really interesting in Ghost of Tsushima, um, but it's not worth fishing out my old and broken PS4. And it's yeah. sure shit. Like I. I'm not gonna buy a PS5 until it's like comes down in price. Until like the next model comes out, like that's the only way I'm gonna buy a PS5 at this point. I might, but, I might try to get one for God of War Ragnarok. Uh, I'm on the fence still. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it all depends. Like if I could get it, it's a cost thing because like I play so many games on PC and Sony's. Yeah strategy is like slowly shifting to like releasing their big title games on pc um it'll be like years later but it's happening right so like, none like final of fantasy their... 7's there they yeah the i know first god of war remake on there or... yep exactly yeah yeah um and i bought final fantasy 7 remake again just so i can play integrate because yeah. i my ps4 is is in truly such disrepair 
the thing like it's so broken. I don't. Dude, it's my thing, the most broken a PS4 can be while still playing games. <laughs> yeah, like it's slow as shit, and then it just spits games out. Like, we've talked. To, I'm, I know we've talked about this on the show. I've been before. there. It's just like to spit a game out. <laughs> it just doesn't like it's the eject button is just constantly pressed, and I have tried everything to fix this thing, and I really, I've never had so many problems with consoles as I have with. Uh, playstation consoles which is crazy to say because both the original xbox and most notably the 360 are the ones that like everyone's had problems and like had broken consoles Mm -hmm. but like i went through uh i think two or at least two ps2s two ps1s and since then i haven't (laughs) bought duplicates because it's like no way dude not gonna get burned again (laughs) not gonna get burned again and PS3 is just too fat. I don't know. I just want to keep that fat PS3. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird, what a weird looking console that was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and so then Ghost of Tsushima. Then, um, so I usually like to have a game on my phone to play, just like I like to play in transit and whatnot. Um, I was playing Pokemon Conquest for a while, just sort of kind of tapered off on that. Kind of just there's still like more content there, but it just sort of got repetitive for me. And I'm, I maybe I'll play it again at some point. But my replacement. DS ROM that I downloaded is uh, Dragon Quest Nine. Oh, okay. So I was just like, I was looking for good RPGs, just like something I can take a lot of time into. That one came up. Um, I've probably played like maybe like four or five hours of it, and it. I've never played a Dragon Quest game. <coughs> never uh, that's touched what, one. That was what I was going to ask. Is yeah. How many? What, like, what is your touch point to this franchise? Um, I've I heard about it. I heard Dragon Quest Ten was good. Um, I know he's a Smash Bros. character. That's about it. Um, it's alright. It's alright. I know, like, I've only scratched the surface. I know it's just, like, a profoundly deep game, and I'm not 100 hours into it, so I, like, don't know all that stuff. Um, but it's fine. I don't know. Like, I think the combat system hasn't really, like, laid itself out enough for me yet, but it seems, like, just kind of a middle-of-the-road, turn-based yes. JRPG. That, that is what, to me, that is what Dragon Quest, that whole series is. Like, the battle system is, like, it's not super complicated or, like, hyper-engaging, but the world they have like, created and, like, the, the characters are, like, usually pretty solid. Yeah, it's got personality, and it's got that Akira Toriyama design to it, which makes it look cool. Like, the monsters look neat. They have, like, some great punny names, uh, which I appreciate. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Like, you you have, like, your main character that I think the rest of your party, at least to the point that I am, is just, like, basically NPCs that you can hire into your crew, so they're like completely replaceable, uh, kind of like just no name, any but nobodies, uh, which kind of sucks. Like I always love like a full party of characters who have their distinct personalities and and stuff like that. So I don't know. I haven't like totally connected with it. Um, I'll probably play some more of it just because. What else am I going to do on the subway? Um, oh, but yeah, oh. who knows? Oh, and this one uh, they have spawning enemies instead of random encounters. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. So you can see the enemies in the overworld. Um, and that, that like that's that's nice, but I know you have to, like uh, I am aware that with Dragon Quest games there is a good amount of just like you need to grind, so I'm Gotta not grind. avoiding too many combats. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I don't know. I like 
So how how many Dragon Quest games have you played? Have you played other Dragon Quest games at all? Uh, okay, let's see. I have played. I think it is, is it Dragon Quest. Eight? Basically, this is yes. a very roundabout way of me of asking: Are there better ones? <laughs> so I played Dragon Quest Eight. Um, is that for the PS? Also, this yes. might be like a weird thing, like with the Final Fantasy, where like nine on the DS isn't actually nine. No, no, no. These are. These are all like there's no weird Final Fantasy shit with these. Okay, <laughs> but, they, but there are there are marketable series though, like within the universe. So like I've only played I played Dragon Quest Eight the most, and I got close to beating that game. Uh, and I was doing that like um, during undergrad. I was playing a lot of this game, mm-hmm. and then like was it Dragon Quest? Yeah, like the Dragon Warrior Monster games, or like there's like a Dragon Warrior Joker or something. Like Dragon Quest Joker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like those are all like monster training games. Mm-hmm. So um I'm way more into those. Uh the, yeah, the Dragon Quest monsters. Though like those are my favorite because it's like you go out and you recruit the really cool monsters like from the series and yeah. then bat- battle them and stuff like that. And it's still like semi-limited combat and the stories are not nearly as good in those games as i would say like a dragon quest uh but it's still pretty fun like those games are pretty fun um but the like mainline dragon quest series i've only like limitedly touched a handful of times eight is the only one i could like speak anywhere near to um like credibly about yeah so yeah just been tickling around with with nine uh maybe more updates to follow maybe i'll start playing bloom's tower defense or slay the spire on my phone again or hey. into the breach by dragon into- quest nine <laughs> dude yeah play into the breach that is a much better mobile experience it works really well it works really well in like the touchscreen interface like of course it would like ftl was the same like it worked really good in that interface but um but yeah into the breach play that game dude for sure will do well i will i I couldn't come up with a transition i was trying we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna talk about base combat four wait wait okay so something about like zooming jets or like um all right goose why don't you take us to break and buzz the tower there we go nailed it that doesn't sound stilted or awkward at all not like my sweet transition that was so organic Wait, Fuck. Iceman, why don't you cool it? You can co-host a podcast with me any day. <laughs> <laughs> so you saw, yeah, you saw Maverick. Yeah. Fucking Dude, rad. I absolutely, uh, let's just, like, keep this in, uh, but... Uh, absolutely loved it. Holy shit. Like, like, I was not expecting to like that movie as much, and I was, like, going into that theater prepared to hate that movie, mm-hmm. and, like, it's fucking good, dude. It's good. Yeah, I, I'm not, like, in love with it as much as I feel like the kind of zeitgeist is, but, like, solid, like, 6, 7 out of 10 movie. I was expecting, like, you know, kind of garbage, you know, as the sequel made, like, 30, shit, like, 40 years after the, the original, uh, yeah. as you'd sort of expect, but nah, it, shit, still, most, shit was good. Most unnecessary sequel, right? Like, who the fuck was asking for this? But, like, 
Tom Cruise, and that's all that matters. <laughs> right, yeah. But, like, the thing that I that caught me off guard and that, like, made me really like this, because I usually don't like the summer blockbuster. Like, I'm not really into um, Fast and the Furious or, like, any of those other, like, big ticket summer blockbusters. I mean, I like the Marvel movies, but that's not normally because of the action. You know, like, the action's, like, part of the fun, but that's not, like, everything I'm there looking for. Anyways. Mm-hmm. The, the production of Top Gun Maverick was, like, it's stunning. Like, the real Gs, yeah. like, great performances. Like, all these characters are one note, right? Like, they're not, like, these crazy dynamic roles. But, like, every one of those characters was, like, that's exactly what I need from that type of character in this movie, you know? Um, it yeah. was great. Solid it really, movie. it jumps the shark at the end, though. Holy shit. <laughs> You think? <laughs> oh my god, like the whole time that movie's saying, Well, you can't fight those jets in those other jets. You got you gotta you can't be serious. Yeah. Well we're yeah. gonna have to we're gonna have don't to tell do it that anyways. to Maverick. <laughs> yeah, don't tell fucking Maverick. Oh, and what was uh the kid's uh call sign? Rooster. Because Rooster. <laughs> had to be another like bird. Had to be like another that. chicken or another bird, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, had to be. Had to another be. like kind of like a like demeaned bird, as far as like what you would expect for somebody in a fighter jet. Yeah. <laughs> be like hawk or falcon, not no, goose and rooster. Well, what about fucking Bob? Bob. Is, Bob. Yep. Bob. <laughs> they, they, oh my god! Unbelievable. One. The one thing that like frustrated me about that movie was Bob had fucking glasses, and it's like no motherfucker can't do that. Can, you can't like. I remember being a child and saying, oh, man, I want to be a fighter pilot. And then instantly my hopes and dreams being crushed because I had to get glasses in the second grade. You know? Damn. <laughs> that was your, like, say, uh, fuck, what's that movie? Never mind. I'm going to get off this bit. <laughs> what are you talking what, about? Little Miss Sunshine. There we go. The part where, like, oh, Paul yeah. Dano is like, you're colorblind? And he's just like, oh, no. Yep, that's it. That was you. <laughs> that was me. That was uh, but yeah, Top Gun Maverick, pretty dope. Yeah, like pretty their, dope movie. their faces, man. Like when, like when they're like low altitude hitting that giant climb, like mm-hmm. during you know the climax of the movie. It's uh, whew, it's very it was very cool, very cool experience. Loved Super it. Cool movie, solid movie, damn good movie. Solid movie. Speaking of damn good stuff, Jake, let's talk about. Ace Combat 4, Shattered Skies. Shattered Skies. Shattered um, because there were meteors in it? I'm not, listen, I don't know anything about the Ace Combat okay. 4. Okay, I have played please. this one game. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, you're, this is your pick. Why, why did you pick this one? Like, what was, what was the thing? So, we owned this game. I don't know where it came from. I don't know if my brother got it. I don't know if my dad got it. I don't know if it was like a gift for him or something. Like my brother had the PlayStation 2. It was sort of like lived in its own little world. Like sometimes I would play games on that. Um, Tech and Tag Tournament was one of them. And this is another one. I just, I just remember just like loving flying around in the jets in this game like there's so much about this game that like was still like buried so deep in my mind like the like the little like tune when they're doing the mission briefs and like when you end a mission and like it shows your like flight plan flight path throughout the mission and stuff like that there are like so many details of this game that just like 
hit me so hard when I booted it up and started playing it again. Yeah. So yeah, like this... I don't, I don't know, I don't know like where it came from, but like I just, I played this a ton when I was younger. This was just like one I hit, like hit all the time. I of course skipped all the cutscenes because I did not remember any of the cutscenes of this game. Um, and let me tell you, they don't really tell you what the lore or a story of this is. It's just like generic, fake what? world nations fighting each other because of a meteor. <laughs> Hold on, though. I actually dig it. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah. I have never really played any Ace Combat games. Never in my life. Uh, when I looked this game up, because I remember hearing Ace Combat story gets fucking insane or something, you know, at some point. Um, and I was like, let me look this up. And it's, it's kind of fascinating, the story they're trying to tell <laughs> within their world. It's like a meteor hits... Like, like that's the moment that, like, world changed. So it's, like, this is, like, the exact same Earth, but, like, I think it's, like, maybe around, like... Uh, I think so. Like this game pre- takes place in 2004, and I think it says, like, a year yeah. like prior. Pre, pre um, like, um, Iraq War, I think. Like, pre-Iraq War. Like, this is what happened instead of that. Like, mm-hmm. inst- instead of 9-11... A meteor hit the yeah, that was the world. It's like... 9/11. <laughs> and instead of the war on terror, they built a bunch of big guns to shoot down they meteors. They built, they built, fucking what they called Stonehenge. Stonehenge. <laughs> what a what a sick name for a for a defense circle that is meant to shoot down meteors. Like that's, yeah, pretty, that's very good. Great. But pretty then, great. oh no, Stonehenge, Stonehenge got captured by Eurasia, who's the bad guys in this um and then i think they used that to establish air superiority and just like take over the world yeah and it's it's um i think it's like interesting like the the tone of the story like you had mentioned it plays out in these like not even animated because they're like stilled hand-drawn like pictures with like Mm -hmm. pretty decent voiceover to go with it yeah Um, and it tells a story of, like closer to uh, Gundam Eighth MS Team. If anybody's like, if everybody knows that reference, like um, it's like a story of war, but from the perspective of like a small child. Um, and it a has, kid like, who these, like before the game starts, uh, his house and parents, his house is destroyed. His parents are killed by like a falling aircraft. Yeah, and it's like um, it's about like this kid that's like kind of like attaches himself to this group of pilots that's responsible for like his parents death but it's all out of like the need for survival you know Mm -hmm. like that's that's really what it's about like the the story is about like war resistance and survival and like how do you grapple with some of these things um it i actually really really enjoyed it in and how I like, I looked it up first and kind of read about it. So like when I went and watched, you know, played through and saw the cutscenes, uh, it all kind of made sense. It was like a nice little story. I, I don't know. Like I, I really enjoyed it, and I, I really like how like it's centered on this kid, but he's like constantly telling you about this fighter pilot that didn't what red yellow squadron. thirteen, yellow thirteen. So yellow yeah. squadron is like. A you know, they're Eurasia, they're, right? The, yeah, they're, the, they're Eurasia. They're like their elite, elite squad. 
So they're the they're like your Star Wolf team. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Essentially, the Yellow Thirteen is essentially Star Wolf in this game. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That is a hundred percent what it is. And like, so you as the player, you are fighting Eurasia and fighting these pilots, but then. The story bits you get in between the missions are like flipping perspectives a little bit and showing who these other fighter pilots are and like does a lot of really interesting stuff. And it's like a lot of it is like almost like um, samurai like where it's like respecting the other pilot and wanting them to be good enough to beat you because like you need to like have a warrior's death like in the (laughs) sky like it's. It's fascinating. It's I, I think it's told really, really well. Um, yeah, like, honestly, yeah, the, the, the presentation of it is solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it does feel disjointed from the yeah, actual gameplay. Because the actual <laughs> gameplay is just so very different. It's just like, danger zone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I was, uh, I found out that the barmaid's daughter was uh, also mad at the resistance fighters. And yeah, then just like, bombing yeah. run, look out! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hard cut to flying <laughs> in between buildings and like destroying tankers. Like it's it's wild the tone shift, but like mm-hmm. it's still mm-hmm. very good. It's still very good. I yeah, it's like solidly done. It like builds like basically this character. But yeah, it's like just like imagine in Star Fox like between your first encounters with Star Wolf it like follows him home and he's like oh he gets back and it's like it turns out like his star wife has cancer and he's like trying to take care of their kids while dealing with yeah. this and then yeah, like, you fight him again on Venom and he's like oh we're gonna beat you up <laughs> right exactly like nothing is wrong right, right and then, yeah like, it's like you you uh it's like game backstory on Pigma and how it deals with the demons of tur- like being a turncoat and killing uh, the original Star Fox. You know, like that would be that would be the turn if if Hideo Kojima made this Star game. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh um, man. But uh, but yeah, the it's it's funny. All the story is about how bad war is and like the horrors of it, but mm-hmm. then it's like, but it sure is fun, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, so okay, uh, you play as Mobius One. That's your call sign. You don't get like a name or a face or anything. You're just like this nebulous force that like sometimes gets alluded to in that side story. Um, and yeah, you're here for oh fuck, what is the the good guys? Independent state allied forces. Uh, and you're basically just like apparently like you've been in war for a bit. You're up against the ropes, so now you're just like doing a bunch of a bunch of missions to try to take back the mainland and like do stuff like that. So missions are, um, you know, it's a pretty standard fare, like what you would expect from this. You know, like bomb targets, blow up other jets, uh, protect your things from being blown up. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I, there's a lot of dogfighting in here too. A lot of dogfighting, yeah. Like the that was one of the things that I, I really enjoyed was that like none of the dogfighting aside from like the ones that are supposed to be hard, like uh, Mission Eight, Shattered Skies, where like you're you're in the Star Wolf encounter basically. Yeah, um, yeah. But like all the other ones are like they feel like sufficiently difficult where you can like pull off a cool like stall in the sky or do like cool tricks and like cool flight patterns and stuff uh to get your your kills and it's like 
Yeah, it's super mm-hmm. fun. It's really like fun. you gotta. Yeah, you still gotta like line up the shot. Like missiles, missile locks aren't a sure hit. Like you have to like kind of yeah. take into account the pathing of the enemy plane um, as well as your own. Uh, so yeah, I mean like like getting into gameplay. Uh, I think this game feels pretty cool, pretty fun to it, play. Like I, I had a good time flying around. I'm not good at these type of flying games. A lot of times, uh, I kind of struggle with them. Uh, like Star Fox, I don't because it's you know it's on a set path, right? And mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. this is like it's more like you're in all range mode all the time, right? So it's yeah. like, it, but then you also have to pay attention to your altitude. You can stall out. Like you have to like bank your turns appropriately. If you're doing like a bombing run, you have to do it appropriately. You know, um, and it t- it took me a little bit to get a hang of it, but once I did, like. It functions really well. Um, yeah, and I think like once you get a hold of the flying, the later missions feel pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I tried to stay in first person as much as I could, but like when you when you actually switch to third person at times, it usually resulted in like better performance for me, and like I was able to do stuff better. But like, um, it does a good job of like emulating the feel of like flying a fighter jet, or what I think would feel like that, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very yes. It's a good mix of simulation and arcade. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like it's, uh, the fine is is it like you need to fly well. Like it, you have to have like control like your access to like help the turns more. Yeah, there's banking your altitude meter. Because um, yeah, you have to contend with your nemesis in this game, who is not Yellow Thirteen. It is the ground, which yeah. let me tell you, killed me the most in this game. <laughs> True. That's very true, um, but yeah, it the the flight in the game is like very good and like elegant in a lot of ways. And it one of the things that drove me to learn how to fly better was the the replays at the end. Like you had mentioned it earlier, but man, like both showing the replay when you like hit a missile or something like that it would do like it would like kind of show you hitting the target or whatever Mm -hmm. uh those those are really cool i enjoyed that but at the very end it's like this grid based show like flight of like your uh your ship flying around yeah 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 it's like what a crazy visual it's so cool watching it play out is like hypnotic and like there was a couple of times where i had like dual like in a dogfight kind of spinning around each other so it like sort of looked like a like a spiral and it's like holy shit that is so cool looking and i did that you know like you get to like relive the cool moments uh of the flight at the end and you get like just this very simplistic visual that is very satisfying super Mm -hmm. satisfying to watch every time yeah, it's got like the I think the menuing and like that the pre-mission briefings and sort of when they like lay out the the mission map for you and it's kind of like that it's got that same style where it's like a grid map the elevation is in there and like the enemies are the like the red triangles and like your objectives are like highlighted too like I think it's the presentation of that stuff is 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 pretty damn cool and you know the in-game itself looks solid like it's a ps2 game going for realism so it's only going to get so far but since you know you're in the basically in the sky they're just animating like the sky box and like these models that you're seeing from a way distance uh and really all you have to look at is like your own plane like it it looks all right and your your plane looks good i think they did a really good job yeah i yeah like they did a really good job of like making a lot of different 
looking planes too. You know, mm-hmm. there's like there's a stealth bomber. There's like various other ships I don't know the name of, but like same. Definitely different, differently engineered wings, different shapes, different sizes. Um, it has like stats for all that stuff. You can kind of choose your plane in certain instances. Um, I I'm not a good enough pilot to know much of the difference between those things. Like I was struggling enough just like doing it correctly. Um, but I really appreciate like the variety of the planes, you know, like, and like they felt like unlocked at appropriate times, like on like one of the, I think it was the the assault on Stonehenge. I can't remember which owner. Yeah. The Stonehenge offensive Mission 12, that's when you get to be a stealth bomber, which makes sense because that's when you're taking out these giant anti-air meteorite smashing guns. It's like you're going to need some um, some firepower for that, right? Like, mm-hmm. it. I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. I just wish uh, I was a better pilot. Just yeah. put, me in a, put me in a mech suit and I'm fine, <laughs> but, but when I'm in the air, I, I can't – I get frazzled. My favorite, the mission that like stuck out to me that I like the most is when it's like one of the earlier missions when you first like encounter a Stonehenge attack, uh, mm. and it's like you've been like flying over these mountains like bombing shit, and then it's just like oh shit, Stonehenge volley incoming, volley incoming. You have to drop to this altitude, and the only way you can do that is if you like go into the like the valley, the trench. Uh, so you get to do like a trench run on your way out, and it's oh man, it's tense, it's super cool, and like the explosions that Stonehenge makes, like like it like warps your screen, and like it feels super powerful, and like I don't know, I think that's I think that's well done. I think that's a really cool sequence. I like how they introduce Stonehenge to you as an antagonistic fo- force. Yep, 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 yep. It's, uh... Uh, another good. thing that I thought was cool, with, there are uh, a few different scenarios where, like, uh, maybe you have to, like, bomb a ship that's in a harbor, or uh, one of the later missions, you have to, like, basically bomb targets that are, like, in, like, this tunnel cavern, and, like, having to, like, accommodate that with your, like, flight plans, uh, and, like, maneuver in such ways that you can, like, get the angle you need to for your missiles to hit your target, I thought that was all, like, really cool and, like, incorporated in, in like, fun ways that, like, vary up the missions. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And, like, to not to, like, take it back to Top Gun Maverick for a second, but, like, you know, part of that movie is them going over this, like, impossible-to-fly route, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you have to stay at this altitude, you got to be going this fast doing this. And, like, having just watched that movie and then come into this game where there's, like, a similar, like not a similar trench run, but like you know, it's one of those type of things where you need to account for your altitude. I'm looking at the numbers, you know, like the gauges, just like in the movie. Like it, it felt good and it like emulated the thing that it was trying to effectively, really, you know, really well. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I mean, we've been nothing but gushing about this game so far. <laughs> I think uh, one of the the negatives about it is the missions definitely get a little samey. Yep. Uh, the one of the most common I, objectives is just like uh, destroy enough enemies to earn this many points uh, before yep. time runs out, and then just keep blowing them up if you do meet that target. So it's just so, kind of like keep blowing stuff up until the timer runs out. This game could have easily been half the amount of content and been like better for it, but like I kind of understand that like even. 
This Even is a short still, game too. It's a short game. Yeah, it's yeah. a short game already. But like on my list here, there's 18 missions. I have highlighted eight of that. You know, yeah. that that I thought were like really good, like is a good mission, like kind of a good story beat to go along, uh, you know, with the hand drawn bits. And it's like, you know, do we need to do escort? Do we need to do blockade? You know, like mm-hmm. sa- safe return. Like some of these missions were not great, uh, especially after like. I thought the Stonehenge offensive was like such a cool level, and right. then like the one right after it was just kind of boring. And then like there's two other late in the game missions that feel kind of boring too. When I when it feels like you could cut out the majority of those missions and have like four missions right at the end that all are bangers and like move at a really cool cadence are very like varied and difficult. But like yeah, I feel like the game's a little slowed down at times. Um, because yeah. of the samey, the samey objective, samey gameplay. I will also... like... Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, like, the stone, like, blowing up Stonehenge, like, that offensive, just, like, that seems like such a obvious ending point for the game. Like, that's been, like, set up as, like, the MacGuffin and basically, like, yeah. the boss. And, like, oh, can you blow up, blow up Stonehenge? And, like, maybe, like, Yellow 13 is there, and you, like, have your boss fight with him. Like, it just, it just, it... it, it, it made no sense to me and like almost like made me angry that there were three more missions after that i think four after, more missions after that after stonehenge, after stonehenge there's yeah. there's seven there's like six oh, fuck <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah so like uh i totally agree like there's like at the end of the stonehenge offensive like that could have been like a really good ending point but there's two missions uh broken arrows and emancipation they're like back-to-back ones uh, Broken Arrows is like eh, kind of a samey mission, but the story beat is so good because mm-hmm. that's like the part where there's like the turn and the little kids like go to hell, you fascist pig, <laughs> you know, like that. That shit was awesome, you know, like when the resistance kind of rises up in the city and mm-hmm. like because you as Mobius One took down Stonehenge, that is shifting this war that looks like. The whole time in the story, it's like it's kind of like a happy. It's not a. Ha- it's like a happier tone, but there's like you know images of darkness in there. But it's really like this little kid getting closer with these fighter pilots, and they don't seem that bad. But then like you start to realize this is an occupation, and they may seem like they're like nice folks, but at the end of the day, they're being occupied by a hostile power. You know, mm-hmm. so of course when the tides turn, like get get them the fuck out, and like that was like. A great story moment after that mission. Oh, man, it was so good. Loved it. And then Emancipation was, like, the retaking of the city. So they, like, black out all of this city, and you're flying around as Mobius 1, like, taking out their shit. Yeah, but actually, that, that was cool. Because that's, like, the first time you fly a night mission, too. So that's, yeah. like, that's, a neat, that's a neat visual. And I do, like, blowing up the bridge and, like, the penultimate mission, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like... Okay, it, there's some there's some decent moments. <laughs> this game's full of, like, good moments. Uh, I just, yeah. It feels then, too long. the last mission, there was a secret other Megastone Henge in development <laughs> that you have yeah, to blow up. <laughs> fucking De- Death Star 2 all over Megalith. Again, you know? Which is, like, cool. Like, you gotta you have to do, like, a very, like, difficult, like, trench run. Like, kind of, like, yeah. flying through, like, an exhaust cool. vent. But, like, they even have, like, a blueprint that looks like the fucking Death Star trench run. And it's just like, yeah. okay, all right. Like, you've this earned it. Where... You get your victory lap. But, like, I'm rolling my eyes pretty hard at you. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like uh, Top Gun Maverick jumps a sar- shark there at the end. <laughs> there we go. Pretty, uh, pretty significantly. But uh, that I don't think that makes up... Um, 
I don't think I don't see it as too much of a negative. The the mm-hmm. one thing I will say that I I struggled with was um I, the at a hard time with the different radars, having to switch between these different radars for different things and like some of the iconography on there. Mm, uh, yeah, I I struggled with, and there's a lot of times where there was a shit ton of icons on the map, very cluttered. Not sure what I'm supposed to be shooting at. Um, I'm really glad there's that green arrow on the UI, like always kind of pointing you to the yes. next thing you need to shoot. Love that, if that arrow. If that wasn't there, this would be a very different conversation, I feel like, because um, that that saved me from understanding where I needed to go, which is like a hard thing to do with a flight game, right? Part of mm-hmm. the the thrill of it is that you're moving so fast and you have to be accurate and all this stuff. So, like, I don't know, giving you this arrow that you're kind of just like chasing around sometimes is a little lame feeling but it's necessary like it's definitely necessary um i also like that like with that arrow it stretches the farther away from the target you're getting so it does it conveys a lot of information in a very small like mechanic and image um mm-hmm. yeah that's a, that. that's a solid piece of ui that little arrow. yeah and it's like i'm sure that's been done before but like i call call out a a, a good application when you see it you know um mm-hmm. Any, and the, is there anything, anything else? The, you got? What else I you think got? so. Like, I'm part of the arcade aspect of this game is that like your ship is stocked or uh, aircraft is stocked with like 60 missiles, which is obviously you know more than one could carry. Um, and if you need to re- like reload in the middle of a uh, a level, you basically like, fly back to be re-outfitted, um, and then like has this like landing and like takeoff mini game that you do. Um, I think it's kind of neat. I was like. I love that you can, you know, land and take off the plane. I think that could have been more engaging than it was, but I also know like it's a thing you have to do, so it was made easy for that. But as you say, it feels kind of crummy, like in the middle of a in a level where you have to like go back and and re-outfit, um, especially on like a lot of those like more like long drawn out missions where you have to maybe like do it once or twice. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That kind of I feel like that was not great. But um, I still like that you can you can like actually land that it like incorporates that into it. Uh, Mobius One is a cool call sign. Yep. I love yep. I love I love when they say Fox Two when you launch a missile launch a, launch a missile. Yep. I uh, the voiceover is great. Like it it's so uh, it's it's very different than the tone of all of the other like story bits in the game. I feel like, but it's it is exactly what you want. It is closer to a Top Gun than it is like a Star Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hit me with it. Tell me, tell me what you feel about this game, Tony. Um, hey, I like that game. This is hey, I like that game for sure. Like, um, I usually don't like flying games like this. This is like not my genre. Uh, but this is a really made, a really well made one of them, and it's like fun to watch too. Like it's <laughs> a uh, like watching myself, and I like looked up videos online of like people doing like much better than me controlling it, and it looks great, you know. Um, definitely am into it. Uh, yeah, all like the cool camera angles, that mission recap definitely makes a difference. Uh, great, great pick here, Jake. Great pick. Thanks. Yeah. Hey, I like that game too. Um, I am so relieved. What an easy hey, I like this game. Uh, this is because <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, this is a subgenre of video games that uh for me that is 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 uh is fraught with the shit games and this one yep. being this one being good and this one being like like pretty damn good uh just feels good and um i'm glad i'm glad you enjoyed it too 
Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Kudos to you for this pick. You you made me you made me like a flying game. Hey, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Ace Combat. Is it fourth fourth time's charm? Is that? <laughs> Listen, we had some real stinkers when I made you play other fighting game or flying games. It's true. Hey, I'm, you're about to say we had some bad fighting games, which is an inaccurate statement. We, yeah, we uh, actually had a pretty good record on fighting games. That, what, what was the one uh, that Game Boy one? Power Quest or whatever. Power Quest. That, one, that was nah. That's probably uh, the biggest. Any, anyway, different games. Any, Ace Combat Four, Shattered Sky. Double hey, like that game. I did not expect it uh, because I remembered so little about how this game played. But uh, what do you know? What are we? Uh, what are we going to be reviewing, rating on our next episode here, Tony? So next episode, hey, I like that game. We're going back to the SNES and back into a series that we've done before. Now, Jake, oh, um, okay. I'm going to make I'm going to make some more connective t- tissue between episodes here. Um, mm-hmm. Jake, what does the term Maverick Hunter mean to you? Ma- nothing? Uh, d- nothing, <laughs> I guess. Uh, the people who try to shoot down Tom Cruise in both Top Gun movies. <laughs> That's a very, very loose connection. That is, uh, yeah, so you, that you, nothing, you know nothing about that term. Uh, that's fantastic because, uh, Jake, we are playing Mega Man X2 for the oh, next episode. my okay, God. I like that game. You're doing uh, a Mega Man again. All right. Got to go back to Mega Man. This is... This is my favorite Mega Man. This Mega Man X2 is my favorite. Uh, I haven't played it in a long time now. It's probably been um, close to six, well, probably like eight, nine years now, maybe close to a decade now. Because I last time I played it, I was in Michigan, so it's been it's been a while. Um, but yeah, very excited. I and I know how much you love Mega Man games, Jake. I listen. I I have played very little Mega Man. Which one did, did Which one did we play? Like eight. five years eight. ago, eight. Like I know. Eight. I think I probably gave that one an unfair shake. In in hindsight, um, I think I've softened as a video game critic between this, between this, that episode and this one. <laughs> this this game is is very good. The the X yeah. series, like the first four to five, really the first four Mega Man X games are very good. Uh, they they start to decline in quality very quickly. Kind of like like OG Mega Man, uh, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But um, but yeah, this one's a good one. That's next time on Hey, I Like That Game. Jake, where can the folks at home find us on the internet? Well, you can find us uh, on Twitter, at Like That Game. Facebook, we are the Hey, I Like That Game podcast. Send us questions, inquiries, comments, or whatever to our email at heylikethatgame at gmail.com. And find us streaming Tuesdays and uh, on other super rare occasions. It's at twitch.tv slash heylikethatgame. Yes, yes. I think that was like uh, the smoothest I've ever done our social media reads, ever. And only, it's only taken five years. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, well, as always, Jake, live life passionately. Love each other unconditionally. And play a video games. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah, see you later. Um, what's something uh, Top Gun related? Um, uh, play volleyball with your friends. <laughs> yeah, go do that. And then listen to another episode. <laughs> Listen to this episode while you're playing volleyball. Crank this episode while you and your friends are hitting some volleyballs. Can you, in the background of this entire episode, just have, like, the guitar part from Danger Zone? Like, just, like, kind of... 
just a little betting music. A little betting music in the background. <laughs> and then just turn it up here at the end. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you like the show, please give us a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening to this on. You know, every little bit helps. Hashtag propagate the pod.